Welcome back to a new series on On The Grow Podcast. I'm your host, Grace Lee. My last series, Navigating in a World Post-Coronavirus Series, I had conversations with friends and guests on what's to come with the following industries, PR and media, travel and hospitality, fitness and fashion. Tatum, a close friend of mine and an account executive at Allison Broad Marketing and Communications, started off the series talking about how COVID-19 has impacted the media and PR industry, how our clients and brands are responding to COVID-19, how this changes interaction with the media, how media and PR will respond moving forward, and more. Then I had a conversation with Amy Cedeno, the executive director and partner of CIC PR. She covered travel trends we will see post-pandemic, how we can help the travel and hospitality industry during this time, and answers questions like, when will it be safe to travel again? What are safety measures we will have to take when traveling? And lots of really insightful tips for what's to come with the travel industry moving forward. Jojo Rolf, a NASM certified personal trainer based in DC, shared her background and journey into starting her business fitness trends, and new brands that will emerge out of quarantine, tips for someone struggling to work out from home, and more. We ended the series with one of my oldest friends, Lonnie Sean, a brand stylist based in New York City. Lonnie shares fashion trends we will be seeing post-quarantine, what to expect from the fashion industry moving forward, what's to come for fashion weeks, advice for someone who's wanting to go into the fashion industry, and more. This is the first episode of the Transitioning series. This series came to mind after thinking about these transitional periods we go through in life. Transitioning through a career change, especially in a time like COVID-19, where some of us have had to even shift jobs in different industries. These transitions may or may not be comfortable for some of us. When we look back at certain periods in our life, we remember the starting point and the end result. We tend to brush over the journey that helped us get from point A to point B. The tough struggles, victorious moments, all of these experiences that help us transition to get to our destination. There are many different types of transitions we go and grow through, but I wanted to highlight a few of my own experiences and a couple of guests to also share their story of certain transitions they have experienced. In this episode, I talk about my transition as a college graduate to getting a job and moving to New York City. I share how I felt at the time, moments leading up to graduation, landing my first job out of college, and then transitioning to New York City. The transition from being a college student to entering the, quote, real world can be nerve-wracking. I remember feeling anxious, especially when I saw other classmates and friends already securing their jobs a few months before graduation. 
a lot of them landed their jobs even beginning of senior year of college. However, with my industry, it's more likely to land a job with marketing and fashion after graduating college. Not always the case, but more than likely. I remember nearing graduation around March and April, feeling anxious of my future after UNC Chapel Hill. And for those of you who don't know me, and if you're new to this podcast, I graduated from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I remember nearing graduation around March and April, feeling anxious of my future after Carolina. It was stressful because even though this was a time where I should be celebrating and enjoying the remaining time with my college friends, I wanted to know what I was doing after college. I was impatient. It was the only thing on my mind for probably the second semester of my senior year. And I graduated without having a job set in stone. That summer, I did a lot of traveling and a lot of interviewing. I continued interviewing up until the end of July. The main place I was focused on was New York City. I knew that that was where I was destined to be. I had visited it several times in college for just visits, vacation, or for New York Fashion Week. But I also didn't want to shut down the possibility to live elsewhere. I knew New York City was expensive for living costs. Food, travel, rent. My parents reminded me of it constantly every time I brought up New York. And I wanted to explore my options in case. Right after graduation, I flew to LA for two weeks. It was for interviewing purposes and also just to live the experience of potentially living in a place like LA. I remember going to the interviews and just feeling like I wasn't happy with the job that I was even interviewing for. I loved the place where I was staying, it was actually Santa Monica. I loved the area, you know, it was a nice place, the beach was right there, but something about LA just didn't sit right with me. And I think a lot of it is due to the fact that it's just slower for me, um, for a working environment. I'm used to the fast-paced life. Even when I was in college, I liked things moving pretty quickly, which is why I also felt like I didn't belong in North Carolina either. And I just knew I liked how fast New York City was. And, you know, it really is about the people and the environment. And LA just didn't feel like that place for me, especially right after college. So after coming back from LA, I was back home in North Carolina for the summer, and I flew to New York City for an interview as a travel agent associate. And looking back, I'm not sure why I took this interview at that time. I think I was just excited to have an excuse to go to New York 
to interview with someone. But it was really interesting because this travel agency really caught my eye. Even though I don't have a background on the travel agency industry, it was really interesting to get to know the company a lot better and see what else was out there. So I knew that interview was a definite no. Uh, And then I flew to Austin, Texas to work on a hotel collaboration with my friend Carly Willis. We also visited the Kendra Scott headquarters and and then we road trip to Dallas to tour reward style, which was also potentially why I was thinking of moving to Texas. I loved Austin. It was great meeting a friend there and she raved on of the social life in Austin and I really did like it. It was different, though we did go on a month or we did go in the summer where it was miserably hot. Like it was so hot. It was so humid. And I knew I was like, I cannot spend my summers in Texas. Um, So it was nice to visit, but I also couldn't see myself living in Austin or Texas at the time either. After coming back from that, you know, here I am just crossing places off my list one by one, but also getting to explore and have some fun because it is, you know, my summer after graduation. So I was, you know, um, knocking out two birds with one stone, I guess you could say. And I flew back to New York City for another interview. This was a position at a talent agency. I was also unsure of what I was thinking, but again, I wanted to explore other industries and just see how talent agencies operated in a place like New York City. It was a very interesting position, but again, not the right one for me. After coming back from New York City, at this point, I'm just going back and forth um, from the city to North Carolina and people are like, what is she doing? Coming back from that interview, I think it was a day or two later, I flew to Banff, Canada for a family vacation for two weeks. No, this was not another interview. This was actually a vacation. And we explored Calgary. I will say Calgary is probably one of my favorite destinations. It is so beautiful. Pictures and videos do not do it justice, and it is a place, if you haven't visited, you should definitely visit. I do have a travel guide for Canada, for my favorite spots in Canada, on my blog, if you ever want to check that out. And then, going back to the trip, um, and then I flew to Toronto. I loved the city. It felt like a cleaner and a little smaller version of New York City. And then we rented a car and drove from Toronto into New York and then to Cleveland, Ohio. And then we made our way down to North Carolina. So that was a really long road trip, but it was also fun because I was with family. At this point, it's almost the end of July and summer is nearing to an end. And I had another interview and I felt strongly about this one. I had 
a phone call interview, and then I believe it was a Skype interview with this company. And then this third round was actual in-person interview. And so I flew up to New York City one last time. That summer, I worked really hard to connect with people and accept as many interviews as possible. The ones that I felt were right for me, at least. I got more no's than yeses, and I think that's also something to keep in mind. You're going to get rejected more than you are going to get accepted, and you need to be accepting of that. It was hard for me mentally at the time, feeling hopeless and questioning whether New York City was really the place for me or not. It really does eat at you after you feel like you're going through this continuous cycle of no's. And keep in mind that I had been feeling this way even in college. So this was months and months of this like torture of not knowing where I was going to be, what I was going to do, and feeling like, you know, there was hope and potential in so many places, but then there was no set answer, which is what I needed. Sometimes looking back, I wonder if my life would have been easier if I just, you know, had this like plan all set in stone as in on this month, I'm getting this job and then I'm moving here and then I'm doing this and like have this like structured life plan. But it's, you know, it's crazy to think that it that's impossible to have something like that because life doesn't work like that. Life doesn't work on a schedule or a deadline and things happen and you have to adjust to it and evolve and and grow from it, especially. The day of the last interview, I was told right away that I had landed this job as a social media coordinator. Everything went by quickly after that. Before flying out, I immediately viewed apartments. I spoke to a ton of brokers, and after viewing up to 8 to 10 apartments on a really hot summer day, these are the things I was looking for. I was looking for an apartment that was spacious enough to transition from my college house in North Carolina to my first New York apartment. I wanted a place to park my car to occasionally travel and get groceries with. At this time, I kind of wanted to have my car and, you know, I knew that that wasn't a forever thing, but for now, at least my first year, I wanted to have that luxury, I guess. But the transition of all that was important because I knew I wasn't used to this environment. Finally being on my own, having my own job, navigating in a huge city like New York City with little experience, paying my own apartment rent. You know, I knew that it wasn't going to be easy, but also that I was going to be fine. I'm someone who likes to take on challenges and try new things, so this was all exciting for me. I ended up signing the apartment lease that day and had both a move-in date and a start date for my new job in a few weeks. The transition went by so quickly. I think I wasn't able to process it fully until after the move. My family and I took a road trip, 10 plus hours, and I'm incredibly grateful for them for 
even helping me with this. They helped me move all of my belongings to my new apartment. I had my car with me the first year, and I was able to get everything situated in the span of 48 hours, thanks to my family. Even though I had picked a one-bedroom apartment to help me transition from a spacious house to a smaller setting, the location really taught me a lot. For starters, it made me appreciate time in a place like New York City. Time that I knew I could be putting elsewhere. Energy spent on transferring to different subways just to go in and out of Manhattan. I will say I learned a lot about how to navigate the subways in New York City because of my first year, because of how much I was commuting. So those are things that really I do value now even more because I was forced to learn those things. I was constantly trying to save time, if anything, because I was spending so much of it. I think stuff like that, you know, for someone transitioning into a place like New York City, it is important to remember those little things of trying to be frugal with your money and your time and do your research unlike me. I learned so much putting myself in those situations. The commute to work wasn't easy either. The commute ended up being a bus to the subway because the nearest subway was about a 15-minute drive and then walking from the subway to my office, which totaled up to an hour and a half. That is, if I caught the bus and subway on time. I can still remember waking up at like 4.30 or 5 a.m. just to get to the bus, to, because the bus ran, I think at that time, it ran every 45 minutes, and if I didn't catch it, I would have to Uber which occasionally happened because sometimes the bus didn't even come. So it wasn't like the bus was always consistent either. I started my job working as a social media coordinator for a fashion footwear company that owns and operates a variety of footwear brands, such as Sam Edelman, Viaspiga, DVF, Naturalizer, and more. Basically, I handled social media for five of those accounts which was Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Tumblr, and a lot of it was scheduling posts, coordinating posts, creating content, um, all of that for all different brands. My hours were from 9 to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday, business casual attire, and I had my own desk at the company. My transition to working my first New York City job was a lot of me walking on eggshells. I had this fear of not wanting to mess up or do or say anything that would put me in a difficult situation. I made sure not to go over my hour lunch breaks and scheduled all meetings and calls to make sure I didn't miss anything. But at the same time, I was also fresh to New York City I wanted to explore and meet new people. Spending eight hours and sometimes a little over in an office for five days a week was draining. I was also working on my blog and growing my presence on the side while meeting new people and commuting back and forth, sometimes up to an hour from Manhattan to Astoria. And 
And every time I felt drained, I would constantly push myself to be like, no, this is what it means to live a New York City lifestyle. This is not college life. This isn't North Carolina anymore. And this is something that you need to go through and you need to put yourself in these situations. So a lot of it was me mentally like pushing myself, being like, you can do it. You can do it and get through it. And mentally, it was it was draining. It was really affecting me, affecting my mood, affecting me mentally, physically, emotionally. I racked up a lot of Uber and Lyft payments because of it. I was constantly worn out. I wanted to do it all and yet be this, quote, perfect social media coordinator. I knew I had it in me to achieve everything and more for this job. And I remember a few months in, things were really starting to stack up inside me. I wasn't loving the city life that much anymore. I was seeing someone at the time and those moments and the time we spent together, those were amazing. The juggling my blog, sponsored content, my nine to six job, bills, rent, food expenses, social life, all of it continued to stack up over time. Five months later, I exploded. I wasn't happy with my job. I wasn't happy with who I was surrounded by. I didn't feel like I was a good fit for this position at this company anymore. I didn't love what I did for them. I wanted out. Even though I do believe that every job is not easy and there will be challenges in every job situation that you must go through and experience, I just didn't see myself growing in this company. Since we're on the topic of transitioning, I will share more into my next career change, transitioning from full-time to self-employed in my next podcast episode. So stay tuned for more on that. I want to end on this note because this is something I will always remember from my very first experience transitioning to a New York City life. I remember I had three months left with my apartment lease. I was sitting in my very first apartment, telling myself the next apartment I lived in, I would do my research of the location, make sure it was a safe area to live in, and make sure I had access to grocery stores, pharmacies, and restaurants. I remember I had three months left with my apartment lease. I was sitting in my very first apartment, telling myself that the next apartment I lived in, I would do my research of the location, make sure it was a safe area to live in, and make sure I had access to grocery stores, pharmacies, restaurants, subway stations. I also commuted into the city so much that I wanted to be in the city the next year. I explored different boroughs, found the East Village to be too noisy for my taste. The nightlife was constant. There are lots of young people, I guess you could say my crowd, but I wanted some sort of balance of the city life and then a place that felt like home. I visited a friend on the Upper East Side and loved the area so much. It was quieter, felt safe, it was near Central Park, and I started looking at apartments there after my first year. I mentioned this before, but if you're new 
and haven't heard past podcast episodes or follow my blog or my Instagram, then here's the fact about me. I've been an independent person all my life. I thrive in my own space and personally need my alone time to really think and pursue things without feeling pressured or feeling like it's too noisy where I can't hear my own voice. In a place like New York City, it's hard because it's constantly busy. It's constantly noisy. It really is the city that never sleeps. But as a creative, I knew that I would be paying more to live by myself. But I also knew I would be happier doing so. I found a place on the Upper East Side and started my second year there. I hope this was helpful for those of you who are transitioning from a college graduate to landing your first job or moving to a new city, even if it is or isn't New York City. A different place with different people can be scary, but also exciting because it means you're starting a new chapter of your life where you can make the decisions as you go. If you're currently in this position or have experiences you want to share about your transitioning period, I'd love to hear them. Please send me an email at grace at gracefullymade.com or a DM at bygracely. I love having conversations through DMs and would love to hear your story. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned and keep listening to the next episode in the series where I talk about transitioning from a full-time job in New York City to being self-employed. I share my experiences of what I went through, how life doesn't always go the way you plan, and what I learned about myself through this transition. I take you with me through two years of my life in New York City, and I hope this can help inspire someone else who is maybe in the same position. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.